You're listening to He That Is Righteous Is Favored of God, part of the 1830 Podcast Network. It is the 1990 Independence Edition of the Book of Mormon, followed by commentary. The views expressed in this podcast are those of the podcaster and don't necessarily reflect the beliefs of the Church of Christ. The Book of Mormon An Account Written by the Hand of Mormon Upon Plates Taken from the Plates of Nephi Wherefore it is an abridgment of the record of the people of Nephi, and also of the Lamanites, written to the Lamanites, which are a remnant of the house of Israel, and also to Jew and Gentile, written by way of commandment, and also by the spirit of prophecy and of revelation, written and sealed and hid up unto the Lord, that they might not be destroyed, to come forth by the gift and power of God unto the interpretation thereof, sealed up by the hand of Moroni, and hid up unto the Lord, to come forth in due time by the way of Gentile, the interpretation thereof by the gift of God. An abridgment taken from the book of Ether also, which is a record of the people of Jared, which were scattered at the time the Lord confounded the language of the people when they were building a tower to get to heaven, which is to show unto the remnant of the house of Israel how great things the Lord hath done for their fathers, and that they may know the covenants of the Lord, that they are not cast off forever, and also to the convincing of the Jew and Gentile that Jesus is the Christ, the eternal God, manifesting himself unto all nations. And now, if there be fault, it be the mistake of men. Wherefore, condemn not the things of God, that ye may be found spotless at the judgment seat of Christ. First Book of Nephi, His Reign and Ministry An account of Lehi and his wife Sariah and his four sons being called, beginning at the eldest, Laman, Lemuel, Sam, and Nephi. The Lord warns Lehi to depart out of the land of Jerusalem, because he prophesieth unto the people concerning their iniquity, and they seek to destroy his life. He taketh three days' journey into the wilderness with his family. Nephi taketh his brethren and returns to the land of Jerusalem after the record of the Jews, the account of their sufferings. They take the daughters of Ishmael to wife. They take their families and depart into the wilderness, their sufferings and afflictions in the wilderness, the course of their travels. They come to the large waters. Nephi's brethren rebelleth against him. He confoundeth them and buildeth a ship. They call the place Bountiful. They cross the large waters into the promised land, etc. This is according to the account of Nephi, or in other words, I, Nephi, wrote this record. I, Nephi, having been born of goodly parents, therefore I was taught somewhat in all the learning of my father, and having seen many afflictions in the course of my days, nevertheless, having been highly favored of the Lord in all my days, Yea, having had a great knowledge of the goodness and the mysteries of God, therefore I make a record of my proceedings in my days. Yea, I make a record in the language of my Father, which consists of the learning of the Jews and the language of the Egyptians. And I know that the record which I make is true, and I make it with mine own hand, and I make it according to my knowledge. 
For it came to pass in the commencement of the first year of the reign of Zedekiah, king of Judah, my father Lehi, having dwelt at Jerusalem in all his days, and in that same year there came many prophets prophesying unto the people that they must repent, or the great city Jerusalem must be destroyed. Wherefore it came to pass that my father Lehi, as he went forth, prayed unto the Lord, yea, even with all his heart, in behalf of his people. And it came to pass, as he prayed unto the Lord, there came a pillar of fire, and dwelt upon a rock before him. And he saw and heard much, and because of the things which he saw and heard, he did quake and tremble exceedingly. And it came to pass that he returned to his own house at Jerusalem, and he cast himself upon his bed, being overcome with the Spirit and the things which he had seen. And being thus overcome with the Spirit, he was carried away in a vision, even that he saw the heavens open, and he thought he saw God sitting upon his throne, surrounded with numberless concourses of angels, in the attitude of singing and praising their God. And it came to pass that he saw one descending out of the midst of heaven, and he beheld that his luster was above that of the sun at noonday. And he also saw twelve others following him, and their brightness did exceed that of the stars in the firmament, and they came down and went forth upon the face of the earth. And the first came and stood before my father, and gave unto him a book, and bade him that he should read. And it came to pass that as he read he was filled with the Spirit of the Lord, and he read, saying, Woe, woe unto Jerusalem, for I have seen thine abominations." Yea, and many things did my father read concerning Jerusalem, that it should be destroyed, and the inhabitants thereof many should perish by the sword, and many should be carried away captive into Babylon. And it came to pass that when my father had read and seen many great and marvelous things, he did exclaim many things unto the Lord, such as great and marvelous are thy works, O Lord God Almighty. Thy throne is high in the heavens, and thy power and goodness and mercy are over all the inhabitants of the earth. And because thou art merciful, thou wilt not suffer those who come unto thee, that they shall perish. And after this manner was the language of my father in the praising of his God. For his soul did rejoice, and his whole heart was filled because of the things which he had seen, yea, which the Lord had shown unto him. And now I, Nephi, do not make a full account of the things which my father hath written, for he hath written many things which he saw in visions and in dreams. And he also hath written many things which he prophesied and spake unto his children, of which I shall not make a full account, but I shall make an account of my proceedings in my days. Behold, I make an abridgment of the record of my father upon plates, which I have made with mine own hands. Wherefore, after that I have abridged the record of my father, then will I make an account of mine own life. Therefore I would that ye should know, that after the Lord had shown so many marvelous things unto my father Lehi, yea, concerning the destruction of Jerusalem, behold, he went forth among the people, and began to prophesy, and to declare unto them concerning the things which he had both seen and heard. And it came to pass that the Jews did mock him because of the things which he testified of them, for he truly testified of their wickedness and their abominations. And he testified that the things which he saw and heard, and also the things which he read in the book, manifested plainly of the coming of a Messiah, and also the redemption of the world.
And when the Jews heard these things, they were angry with him, yea, even as with the prophets of old, whom they had cast out and stoned and slain. And they also sought his life, that they might take it away. But behold, I, Nephi, will show unto you that the tender mercies of the Lord are over all them whom he hath chosen, because of their faith, to make them mighty, even unto the power of deliverance. For behold, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto my father, yea, even in a dream, and saith unto him, Blessed art thou, Lehi, because of the things which thou hast done, and because thou hast been faithful and declared unto this people the things which I commanded thee, behold, they seek to take away thy life. And it came to pass that the Lord commanded my father, even in a dream, that he should take his family and depart into the wilderness. And it came to pass that he was obedient unto the word of the Lord, wherefore he did as the Lord commanded him. And it came to pass that he departed into the wilderness, and he left his house and the land of his inheritance, and his gold and his silver and his precious things, and took nothing with him save it were his family and provisions and tents, and he departed into the wilderness. And he came down by the borders near the shores of the Red Sea, and he traveled in the wilderness in the borders which were near the Red Sea. And he did travel in the wilderness with his family, which consisted of my mother Sariah and my elder brothers, which were Laman, Lemuel, and Sam. And it came to pass that when he had traveled three days in the wilderness, he pitched his tent in a valley beside a river of water. And it came to pass that he built an altar of stones, and he made an offering unto the Lord, and gave thanks unto the Lord our God. And it came to pass that he called the name of the river Laman, and it emptied into the Red Sea, and the valley was in the borders near the mouth thereof. And when my father saw that the waters of the river emptied into the fountain of the Red Sea, he spake unto Laman, saying, O that thou mightest be like unto this river, continually running into the fountain of all righteousness. And he also spake unto Lemuel, saying, O that thou mightest be like unto this valley, firm and steadfast, and immovable in keeping the commandments of the Lord. Now this he spake because of the stiff-neckedness of Laman and Lemuel, for behold they did murmur in many things against their father, because that he was a visionary man, and that he had led them out of the land of Jerusalem, to leave the land of their inheritance, and their gold and their silver and their precious things, and to perish in the wilderness." And this they said that he had done because of the foolish imaginations of his heart. And thus Laman and Lemuel, being the eldest, did murmur against their father. And they did murmur because they knew not the dealings of that God who had created them. Neither did they believe that Jerusalem, that great city, could be destroyed according to the words of the prophets. And they were like unto the Jews which were at Jerusalem, which sought to take away the life of my father." And it came to pass that my father did speak unto them in the valley of Lemuel with power, being filled with the Spirit, until their frames did shake before him. And he did confound them, that they durst not utter against him. Wherefore they did do as he commanded them. And my father dwelt in a tent. And it came to pass that I, Nephi, being exceeding young, nevertheless being large in stature, and also having great desires to know of the mysteries of God, wherefore I cried unto the Lord, and behold, he did visit me, and did soften my heart that I did believe all the words which had been spoken by my father, wherefore I did not rebel against him like unto my brothers. And I spake unto Sam, making known unto him the things which the Lord had manifested unto me by his Holy Spirit. And it came to pass that he believed in 
in my words, but behold, Laman and Lemuel would not hearken unto my words. And being grieved because of the hardness of their hearts, I cried unto the Lord for them. And it came to pass that the Lord spake unto me, saying, Blessed art thou, Nephi, because of thy faith, for thou hast sought me diligently with lowliness of heart. And inasmuch as ye shall keep my commandments, ye shall prosper, and shall be led to a land of promise, a land which I have prepared for you, yea, a land which is choice above all other lands. And inasmuch as thy brethren shall rebel against thee, they shall be cut off from the presence of the Lord. And inasmuch as thou shalt keep my commandments, thou shalt be made a ruler and a teacher over thy brethren. For behold, in that day that they shall rebel against me, I will curse them even with a sore curse, and they shall have no power over thy seed, except they shall rebel against me also. And if it so be that they rebel against me, they shall be a scourge unto thy seed, to stir them up in the ways of remembrance. And it came to pass that I, Nephi, returned from speaking with the Lord to the tent of my father. And it came to pass that he spake unto me, saying, Behold, I have dreamed a dream, in the which the Lord hath commanded me that thou and thy brethren shall return to Jerusalem. For behold, Laban hath the record of the Jews, and also a genealogy of my forefathers, and they are engraven upon plates of brass. Wherefore the Lord hath commanded me that thou and thy brothers should go unto the house of Laban, and seek the records, and bring them down hither into the wilderness. And now behold thy brothers murmur, saying, It is a hard thing which I have required of them. But behold, I have not required it of them, but it is a commandment of the Lord. Therefore go, my son, and thou shalt be favored of the Lord, because thou hast not murmured. And it came to pass that I, Nephi, said unto my father, I will go and do the things which the Lord hath commanded. For I know that the Lord giveth no commandments unto the children of men, save he shall prepare a way for them that they may accomplish the thing which he commandeth them. And it came to pass that when my father had heard these words, he was exceeding glad, for he knew that I had been blessed of the Lord. And I, Nephi, and my brethren took our journey in the wilderness with our tents to go up to the land of Jerusalem. And it came to pass that when we had come up to the land of Jerusalem, I and my brethren did consult one with another, and we cast lots which of us should go in unto the house of Laban. And it came to pass that the lot fell upon Laman. And Laman went in unto the house of Laban, and he talked with him as he sat in his house. And he desired of Laban the records which were engraven upon the plates of brass, which contained the genealogy of my father. And behold, it came to pass that Laban was angry, and thrust him out from his presence, and he would not that he should have the records. Wherefore he said unto him, Behold, thou art a robber, and I will slay thee. But Laman fled out of his presence, and told the things which Laban had done unto us. And we began to be exceeding sorrowful, and my brethren were about to return unto my father in the wilderness. But behold, I said unto them, that as the Lord liveth, and as we live, we will not go down unto our father in the wilderness until we have accomplished the thing which the Lord hath commanded us. Wherefore let us be faithful in keeping the commandments of the Lord. 
Therefore let us go down to the land of our father's inheritance. For behold, he left gold and silver and all manner of riches, and all this he hath done because of the commandments of the Lord, for he knowing that Jerusalem must be destroyed because of the wickedness of the people. For behold, they have rejected the words of the prophets. Wherefore, if my father should dwell in the land after that he hath been commanded to flee out of the land, behold, he would also perish. Wherefore, it must needs be that he flee out of the land. And behold, it is wisdom in God that we should obtain these records, that we might preserve unto our children the language of our fathers. And also that we may preserve unto them the words which have been spoken by the mouth of all the holy prophets, which have been delivered unto them by the Spirit and power of God, since the world began even down unto this present time. And it came to pass that after this manner of language did I persuade my brethren that they might be faithful in keeping the commandments of God. And it came to pass that we went down to the land of our inheritance, and we did gather together our gold and our silver and our precious things. And after that we had gathered these things together, we went up again unto the house of Laban. And it came to pass that we went in unto Laban, and desired him that he would give unto us the records which were engraven upon the plates of brass, for which we would give unto him our gold, and our silver, and all our precious things. And it came to pass that when Laban saw our property, that it was exceeding great, he did lust after it, insomuch that he thrust us out, and sent his servants to slay us, that he might obtain our property." And it came to pass that we did flee before the servants of Laban, and we were obliged to leave behind our property, and it fell into the hands of Laban. And it came to pass that we fled into the wilderness, and the servants of Laban did not overtake us, and we hid ourselves in the cavity of a rock. And it came to pass that Laman was angry with me, and also with my father, and also was Lemuel, for he hearkened unto the words of Laman. Wherefore Laman and Lemuel did speak many hard words unto us, their younger brothers, and they did smite us even with a rod. And it came to pass, as they smote us with a rod, behold, an angel of the Lord came and stood before them, and he spake unto them, saying, Why do ye smite your younger brother with a rod? Know ye not that the Lord hath chosen him to be a ruler over you, and this because of your iniquities? Behold, thou shalt go up to Jerusalem again, and the Lord will deliver Laban into your hands. And after that the angel had spoken unto us, he departed. And after that the angel had departed, Laman and Lemuel again began to murmur, saying, How is it possible that the Lord will deliver Laban into our hands? Behold, he is a mighty man, and he can command fifty, yea, even he can slay fifty, then why not us? And it came to pass that I spake unto my brethren, saying, Let us go up again unto Jerusalem, and let us be faithful in keeping the commandments of the Lord. For behold, he is mightier than all the earth, then why not mightier than Laban and his fifty, yea, or even than his tens of thousands? Therefore let us go up, let us be strong like unto Moses, for he truly spake unto the waters of the Red Sea, and they divided hither and thither, and our fathers came through out of captivity on dry ground, and the armies of Pharaoh did follow, and were drowned in the waters of the Red Sea. Now behold, ye know that this is true, and ye also know that an angel hath spoken unto you, wherefore can ye doubt? Let us go up, the Lord is able to deliver us even as our fathers, and to destroy Laban, even as the Egyptians. 
Now when I had spoken these words, they were yet wroth, and did still continue to murmur. Nevertheless, they did follow me up until we came without the walls of Jerusalem. And it was by night, and I caused that they should hide themselves without the walls. And after that they had hid themselves, I, Nephi, crept into the city and went forth towards the house of Laban. And I was led by the Spirit, not knowing beforehand the things which I should do. Nevertheless I went forth, and as I came near unto the house of Laban, I beheld a man, and he had fallen to the earth before me, for he was drunken with wine. And when I came to him, I found that it was Laban. And I beheld his sword, and I drew it forth from the sheath thereof, and the hilt thereof was of pure gold, and the workmanship thereof was exceeding fine, and I saw that the blade thereof was of the most precious steel. And it came to pass that I was constrained by the Spirit that I should kill Laban. But I said in my heart, Never at any time have I shed the blood of man, and I shrunk, and would that I might not slay him. And the Spirit saith unto me again, Behold, the Lord hath delivered him into thy hands. Yea, and I also knew that he had sought to take away mine own life. Yea, and he would not hearken unto the commandments of the Lord, and he also had taken away our property. And it came to pass that the Spirit said unto me again, Slay him, for the Lord hath delivered him into thy hands. Behold, the Lord slayeth the wicked to bring forth his righteous purposes. It is better that one man should perish than that a nation should dwindle and perish in unbelief. And now when I, Nephi, had heard these words, I remembered the words of the Lord which he spake unto me in the wilderness, saying, That inasmuch as thy seed shall keep my commandments, they shall prosper in the land of promise. Yea, and I also thought that they could not keep the commandments of the Lord according to the law of Moses, save they should have the law. And I also knew that the law was engraven upon the plates of brass. And again I knew that the Lord had delivered Laban into my hands for this cause, that I might obtain the records according to his commandments. Therefore I did obey the voice of the Spirit, and took Laban by the hair of the head, and I smote off his head with his own sword." And after that I had smitten off his head with his own sword, I took the garments of Laban and put them upon mine own body, yea, even every wit, and I did gird on his armor about my loins. And after that I had done this, I went forth unto the treasury of Laban. And as I went forth towards the treasury of Laban, behold, I saw the servant of Laban, which had the keys of the treasury. And I commanded him in the voice of Laban that he should go with me into the treasury, and he supposed me to be his master Laban, for he beheld the garments and also the sword girded about my loins. And he spake unto me concerning the elders of the Jews, he knowing that his master Laban had been out by night among them. And I spake unto him as if it had been Laban. And I also spake unto him that I should carry the engravings which were upon the plates of brass to my elder brethren which were without the walls. And I also bade him that he should follow me. And he, supposing that I spake of the brethren of the church, and that I was truly that Laban whom I had slain, wherefore he did follow me. And he spake unto me many times concerning the elders of the Jews, as I went forth unto my brethren, which were without the walls. And it came to pass that when Laman saw me, he was exceedingly frightened, and also Lemuel and Sam. And they fled from before my presence, for they supposed it was Laban, and that he had slain me, and had sought to take away their lives also. 
And it came to pass that I called after them, and they did hear me, wherefore they did cease to flee from my presence. And it came to pass that when the servant of Laban beheld my brethren, he began to tremble, and was about to flee from before me, and return to the city of Jerusalem. And now I, Nephi, being a man large in stature, and also having received much strength of the Lord, therefore I did seize upon the servant of Laban, and held him that he should not flee. And it came to pass that I spake with him, that if he would hearken unto my words, as the Lord liveth, and as I live, even so that if he would hearken unto our words, we would spare his life. And I spake unto him even with an oath, that he need not fear." that he should be a free man like unto us, if he would go down in the wilderness with us. And I also spake unto him, saying, Surely the Lord hath commanded us to do this thing, and shall we not be diligent in keeping the commandments of the Lord? Therefore, if thou wilt go down into the wilderness to my father, thou shalt have place with us. And it came to pass that Zoram did take courage at the words which I spake. Now Zoram was the name of the servant, and he promised that he would go down into the wilderness unto our father. Yea, and he also made an oath unto us that he would tarry with us from that time forth. Now we were desirous that he should tarry with us for this cause, that the Jews might not know concerning our flight into the wilderness, lest they should pursue us and destroy us. And it came to pass that when Zoram had made an oath unto us, our fears did cease concerning him. And it came to pass that we took the plates of brass and the servant of Laban and departed into the wilderness and journeyed unto the tent of our father. And it came to pass that after we had come down into the wilderness unto our father, behold, he was filled with joy, and also my mother Sariah was exceeding glad, for she truly had mourned because of us. For she had supposed that we had perished in the wilderness." And she also had complained against my father, telling him that he was a visionary man, saying, Behold, thou hast led us forth from the land of our inheritance, and my sons are no more, and we perish in the wilderness. And after this manner of language had my mother complained against my father. And it had come to pass that my father spake unto her, saying, I know that I am a visionary man, for if I had not seen the things of God in a vision, I should not have known the goodness of God, but had tarried at Jerusalem, and had perished with my brethren. But behold, I have obtained a land of promise, in the which things I do rejoice. Yea, and I know that the Lord will deliver my sons out of the hands of Laban, and bring them down again unto us in the wilderness." And after this manner of language did my father Lehi comfort my mother Sariah concerning us while we journeyed in the wilderness up to the land of Jerusalem to obtain the record of the Jews. And when we had returned to the tent of my father, behold, their joy was full, and my mother was comforted. And she spake, saying, Now I know of a surety that the Lord hath commanded my husband to flee into the wilderness." Yea, and I also know of a surety that the Lord hath protected my sons, and delivered them out of the hands of Laban, and gave them power whereby they could accomplish the thing which the Lord hath commanded them. And after this manner of language did she speak. And it came to pass that they did rejoice exceedingly, and did offer sacrifice and burnt offerings unto the Lord, and they gave thanks unto the God of Israel. And after that they had given thanks unto the God of Israel, my father Lehi took the records which were engraven upon the place of brass, and he did search them from the beginning. And he beheld that they did contain the five books of Moses, which gave an account of the creation of the world, and also of Adam and Eve, which were our first parents. 
and also a record of the Jews from the beginning even down to the commencement of the reign of Zedekiah king of Judah, and also the prophecies of the holy prophets from the beginning even down to the commencement of the reign of Zedekiah, and also many prophecies which have been spoken by the mouth of Jeremiah. And it came to pass that my father Lehi also found upon the plates of brass a genealogy of his fathers. Wherefore he knew that he was a descendant of Joseph, yea, even that Joseph which was the son of Jacob, which was sold into Egypt, and which was preserved by the hand of the Lord, that he might preserve his father Jacob and all his household from perishing with famine. And they were also led out of captivity and out of the land of Egypt by that same God who had preserved them. And thus my father Lehi did discover the genealogy of his fathers. And Laban also was a descendant of Joseph, wherefore he and his fathers had kept the records. And now when my father saw all these things, he was filled with the Spirit, and began to prophesy concerning his seed, that these plates of brass should go forth unto all nations, kindreds, tongues, and people which were of his seed. Wherefore he said that these plates of brass should never perish, neither should they be dimmed any more by time. And he prophesied many things concerning his seed. And it came to pass that thus far I and my father had kept the commandments wherewith the Lord had commanded us. And we had obtained the record which the Lord had commanded us, and searched them, and found that they were desirable, yea, even of great worth unto us, insomuch that we could preserve the commandments of the Lord unto our children. Wherefore it was wisdom in the Lord that we should carry them with us as we journeyed in the wilderness towards the land of promise. Come unto me. podcast is probably how the format of it is going to go is uh, I'll, I'll give you the the chapter un untainted by commentary so you can just keep that part and turn it off if you want or if you're still interested and still want to hear more I've got uh, more notes on the chapter after the fact so uh, we'll start with and it's a very interesting chapter I'm probably going to say that a lot, but there's a lot to this chapter, a lot of directions you can go when you're studying. I like this in verse one, I make a record in the language of my father, which consists of the learning of the Jews and the language of the Egyptians. Um, I've got this highlighted in my Book of Mormon. A lot of this uh, commentary is based on what I've written down in notes in my Book of Mormon through the years. And uh, it's highlighted learning of the Jews and the language of the Egyptians. And he makes a record in the language of his father. So um, 
I don't know where it comes from. I, something I read, something, but th- I think that is uncommon. But uh, the poor, the important doesn't matter if it's common or uncommon. The important thing to note is that there's lang- the language of the Egyptians and the language of the Jews. The next uh, important part is in verse three. Uh, For it came to pass the commandments, commencement of the first year of the reign of Zedekiah, king of Judah. So we have a time stamp of 590 C BCE. Um, this is the the factual we can go to this era in history and say you know this is it and put our finger exactly when this the book of the story of the book of mormon has taken place that we know for a fact to be 597 bce and in this verse uh my father lehi having dwelt in jerusalem all his days and in that same year there came many prophets prophesying unto the people that they must repent or the great city jerusalem must be destroyed the among those prophets uh, we know were alive or you know could be have could have been there. It was uh, the Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and Zephaniah were uh, three prophets that potentially could have been prophesying at that time uh, in Jerusalem. And we know that there were many more. So it's not just these three, but many prophets prophesying. In verse five, we got a reference to a pillar of fire. I think that's just kind of interesting that. Uh, the the same miraculous way that God spoke to Moses, he spoke to Lehi. Um, maybe not spoke to Moses in a, in a burning bush, but uh, and, and with Abraham, it was it was a, a, a pillar of fire. And when they left Egypt, there was a pillar of fire. This theme is uh, I don't know if it's interesting, but but it's uh, uh, these were were instances and circumstances in history where a big change was happening and there's a pillar of fire. I know I referenced those, but, but I think it's peculiar and interesting to note that he came in a pillar of fire and uh, Lehi has this vision or, or, or sees it. And then he goes home and he's overcome and then he has a vision, but that was, that was there. That was visible. He saw it. It wasn't a vision per se. It was, uh, it stood before him. The next thing I would want to point out in his vision in verse nine, like real quickly, I'm just pointing out the things that you can underline or or that are of value, I think, to have underlined in your Book of Mormon books of Mormon. <laughs> and he also saw twelve others with him following him in verse nine. I have that underline. I think that's peculiar. I think it's interesting. Lehi saw Jesus and he saw twelve others with him. Later on, Nephi has a vision. And, and we're going to read that in chapter 3, verses 73, 78, and 113. So I have that footnote there next to verse 9 that also Nephi's vision, 3, 73, 78, and 113. And Nephi sees the uh, Christ, and he sees 12, and then he sees another 12. Uh, so in Nephi's vision, he's given to see 24, two separate groups of 12. Moving on, verse 13. I'm going to... Uh, like I said, uh, I want to keep this podcast short, but we get the Book of Mormon, and, and I don't know why I'm saying this now, but I'm just hitting all the bullet points and highlights that I think should be in everybody's Book of Mormon. Let's see, verse 13. Uh, and because thou art merciful, at the very end of the verse, and because thou art merciful, thou wilt not suffer those who come unto thee that they shall perish. I have a little footnote that says this is the first promise. And it's uh, it's one of those things that, that uh, I appreciate, I love uh, this this message that that he proclaims here those who come unto thee shall not perish and it gives us courage in our times of trouble it gives us uh, uh, a something it adds to our faith uh, verse 20 
you see the first reference to the Messiah, uh, the coming of the Messiah in verse 20. Uh, and also the next bullet point I have is in verse 22, that the people of Jerusalem sought his life, that uh, there was a, a um, he was, if you were, if we were to make an, uh, a case for later on, we're going to, we're going to reference this point that he was threatened of his life. The next thing I like is verse 24. Because of the things which thou hast done, I like that that Lehi is blessed and and it gives the reason he's blessed. It's not. It's also because he was faithful and and he followed God. But I just I like underlining and highlighting because of the things which thou hast done. It wasn't because of the things how he prayed or how he had great faith or, or, or and maybe it was those things too, but it's the way he lived his life. It's the things that he did. And I, I like that part. I highlight that part. Um, verse 29, he had a lot of stuff. He had a lot of gold and silver and precious things, and he had to put it all down and leave his, his house and go out into the wilderness with just his family and his tents and provisions. I like that message that sometimes we're called to do that, and he's willing to. On the next page, on page five, we see two references of poetry in the Book of Mormon, um, talking about Laman and Lemuel, and and, uh, Lehi uh, quoted that. It's interesting. It's worth noting that they're down by the Red Sea here and somewhere, and he sees this valley, and he also sees this, uh, we see a valley and a river. And we're going to go to verses 47 and 48 on page 6. And it came to pass that I, Nephi, being exceeding young, nevertheless being large in stature, and also having great desires to know of the mysteries of God, and now jump, uh, he, he was given to see these things. Wherefore I did cry unto the Lord, and behold, he did visit me and did soften my heart, that I did believe all the words which had been spoken by my father. Wherefore I did not rebel against him like unto my brothers." I have these two verses highlighted. Um, it gives you a, a little uh, window into Nephi that he desired to know the mysteries of God, and he prayed, and that that and the the effect of it is that he he visited him and softened his heart. Nephi is is his his heart couldn't have been softened unless it was hardened before, so he had to change, and he was praying. And this softening of his heart occurred, and he believed the words which were spoken by his father. The other part I like is following it. Um, Verse 49, And I spake unto Sam, making known unto him the things which the Lord had manifested unto me by his Holy Spirit. And it came to pass that he believed my words. Sometimes we need that other guy around, you know? We need that other Sam, I'm thinking that there's a, there's a popular uh, movie out with uh, hobbits and, and stuff, and, and the faithful companion, his name was Sam, and I always think of that, and, and, and I'm glad that Nephi had uh, a baby brother that followed him, that believed him, and was there for him, and sometimes um, in this life, that really helps, that makes all the difference. Uh, verse 54. And inasmuch as ye shall keep my commandments, ye shall prosper and shall be led to a land of promise, yea, even a land which I have prepared for you, yea, a land which is choice above all other lands. I highlight that, that last phrase there, a land which is choice above all other lands. And this is a, another promise that is made. And if you reference, uh, right in your uh, margins, 
Deuteronomy 33, 13 through 17. I'm going to read that now. Deuteronomy 33, 13 through 17. And these are the blessings that were given to the 12 sons. And of Joseph, he said, Blessed of the Lord be his land for the precious things of heaven, for the dew and for the deep that coucheth beneath, and for the precious fruits brought forth by the sun, and for the precious things put forth by the moon, and for the chief things of the ancient mountains, and for the precious things of the lasting hills and for the precious things of the earth and the fullness thereof, and for the good will of him that dwelt in the bush. Let the blessing come upon the head of Joseph, and upon the top of the head of him that was separated from his brethren. His glory is like the firstling of his bullock, and his horns are like the horns of unicorns. With them he shall push the people together to the ends of the earth, and they are the ten thousands of Ephraim, and they are the thousands of Manasseh. This this reference here of his this land of promise, his choice above all other lands, and then this blessing of the the given to Joseph, it kind of references those ancient mountains and lasting hills. It's, he's talking about America here, and truly is a choice land above all other lands. Um, next point, verse fifty-seven. For behold, in that day they shall rebel against me. I will curse them even with a sore curse. We have the first reference to the Lamanite curse, which we know is going to happen. Um, verse 61. For behold, Laban hath the record of the Jews and also a genealogy of thy forefathers, and they are engraven upon plates of brass. This is, the, this is what they're going after. It's a record of the Jews and a genealogy of thy forefathers. And this is what they have to go back and get. Along with that story, verse 65 is really good, um, but not only for the the telling of the story, but there's a, a part of it that's another one of these promises that I have highlighted. And it came to pass that I, Nephi, said unto my father, I will go and do the things which the Lord hath commanded. And here's the part I like. For I know that the Lord giveth no commandments unto the children of men, Save he shall prepare a way for them that they may accomplish the thing which he hath, which he commandeth them. So highlight that, you know, circle it, make it whatever you got to do. Make sure that you know this. Make sure that every, you know, you remember this. I know that the Lord giveth no commandments unto the children of men. Save he shall prepare a way for them that they may accomplish the thing which he commandeth them. Moving on, page 8, verse 81. Or, uh, no, see, verse 82. And behold, it is wisdom in God that we should obtain the, these records, that we may preserve unto our children the language of our fathers. So here's that reference again about languages. And in mind, this every, everything that has to do with that is kind of has its own color. So the best thing would be to go to all the parts that have that highlight color and highlight them. Um, that's not how I'm doing it, but I do have this highlighted in a certain color. It refers to the language of the fathers and they're to preserve it unto their children, the language of their fathers. And the reference will get, well, I'll, I'll talk more about that later, but keep that one to the side. And verse 83, and also that we may preserve unto them the words which have been spoken by the mouth of all the holy prophets, which have been delivered unto them by the spirit and power of God since the world began, even down unto this present time. So what writings are we talking about? You know, we've got from the beginning of time since the world began, even down to this present time. And we know that they were, uh, what did I say earlier, 597 BCE. And we're talking 
up into Jeremiah's time. So they've got the whole Bible up into and probably parts of Jeremiah. I don't know if it was written down yet, but certainly they heard it. So maybe it's not written down, but they certainly have all the prophets up to um, Jeremiah written down, maybe some of Jeremiah. Um, verse. I have a reference here back to, uh, this is why I have this, uh, verse 82, when it says, they'll preserve unto the children the language of their fathers. In this same chapter in verse 115, I tie it back to that because they'll perish in unbelief. So that's why they preserved it, so that they don't perish in unbelief. Let's turn the page to page 10. The I don't have many notes on page 10, but verse 106. And I was led by the Spirit, not knowing beforehand the things which I should do. Uh, gives the, like if we're making a case, we already made the case that they were threatened. Their lives were threatened. Lehi's life was threatened. And now Nephi is going back, and it was not a premeditated decision what he was going to do. Um, and this whole story, if you just keep reading up and through to um, how he gets the plates, it's uh, it's the whole story kind of shows the process. And, and here's the parts that I'm going to go read 111. But I said in my heart, never at any time have I shed the blood of man, and I shrunk and would that I might not slay him. And the Spirit said unto me again, Behold, the Lord hath delivered him into thy hands. Yea, and I also knew that he had sought to take away mine own life. Yea, and he would not hearken unto the commandments of the Lord, and he also had taken away our property. These are all the the things that we were in a court of law, and we had to to measure. You know, was Nephi in danger? What was he was he stolen from? Was he threatened? Was he afraid for his life? And and now he's in this situation. It came to pass that the Spirit said unto me again, "Slay him, for the Lord hath delivered him into thy hands." And here's uh, where verse 114 is the, the you know, the uh, culmination of, the, of this story and the, the reason that we can look to and defend Nephi's position scripturally. Behold, the Lord slayeth the wicked to bring forth his righteous purposes. And I've got 114 highlighted, and I've got two verses next to it. Both of them are from Deuteronomy. I have Deuteronomy 7, verses 2 through 6. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read that out loud. Deuteronomy 7, 2 through 6. And when the Lord thy God shall deliver them before thee, thou shalt smite them and utterly destroy them. Thou shalt make no covenant with them, nor, sh nor show mercy unto them. Neither shalt thou make marriages with them. Thy daughter thou shalt not give unto his son, nor his daughter shalt thou take unto thy son. For they, wilt, they will turn away thy son from following me, that they may serve other gods. So will the anger of the Lord be kindled against you and destroy thee suddenly. But thus shall ye deal with them. Ye shall destroy their altars and break down their images and cut down their groves and burn their graven images with fire. For thou art an holy people unto the Lord thy God. The Lord thy God hath chosen thee to be a special people unto himself above all people that are upon the face of the earth. The Lord did not set his love upon you nor choose you because ye were more in number than any people for ye were the fewest of all. There's this sentiment here. I'm going to read uh, nine, chapter 9, verses 4 and 5. Chapter Deuteronomy 9, 4 and 5. Speak not thou in thine heart, after that the Lord thy God hath cast them out from before thee, saying, For my righteousness hath the Lord, the Lord hath brought me in to possess this land. But for the wickedness of these nations, the Lord doth drive them out from before thee. Not for thy righteousness, or for the uprightness of thine heart, 
dost thou go to possess their land. But for the wickedness of these nations, the Lord thy God doth drive them out from before thee, and that he may perform the word which the Lord sware unto thy fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So this, it fits this uh, verse, Behold, the Lord slayeth the wicked to bring forth his righteous purposes. I don't believe it was because of anything special that Nephi was. I mean, he was special, but the reason that Laban, Laban, sorry, uh, had to die is to bring forth his righteous purposes and he will slay the wicked to do that. And it's not because you were more righteous and not because the Israelites were in greater number or of anything special that they did other than that God chose them and chose their, you know, Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, uh, that promise through them. It was not, it, it was, it was God's purposes that this happens. It wasn't anything to do with the circumstances that, uh, or the person of Nephi. There's other ways to explain that. I don't know if I'm doing it well, but I have those verses written next to that verse as a scriptural reference for the reason why God does these things. We're going to turn the page. Uh, we're on page uh, 13. There, uh, We're talking about Zoram here, and he he performs an oath that he will not leave. And I'm not going to read it, but in Joshua 9, 15 through 20, there's another reference of uh, how important or serious an oath was. And that that's all it took was his word, and they believed him, and that was enough. And an oath was a big deal uh, back then, more so than we believe, you know, maybe now. A, a man's word back then, I guess, meant more. But scripturally speaking, there's the reference that shows the importance of an oath that that it was it had it meant something just his word. Uh, we're going to turn the page to page fifteen. I have verses one sixty five and one sixty eight. Wherefore he knew that he was a descendant of Joseph, yea, even that Joseph who was the son of Jacob, who was sold into Egypt and who was preserved by the hand of the Lord, that he might preserve his father Jacob and all his household from perishing with famine. And they were led also out of captivity and out of land of Egypt by that same God who had preserved them. And thus my father Lehi did discover the genealogy of his fathers. And Laban also was a descendant of Joseph, wherefore he and his fathers had kept the records. There's a scripture verse in 1 Chronicles 5.1, and it gives a... the reason why he had these records, it gives the the condition is because it had something to do with Reuben and his birthright, and it wasn't passed down through Reuben. It was transferred to the descendants of Joseph, uh, Manasseh, Ephraim and Manasseh. And so First Chronicles 5.1 kind of illustrates that. And then in 169, these plates, uh, the second half of these plates of brass should go forth unto all nations, kindreds, tongue, and people who are of his seed. We know that eventually this Book of Mormon, what it becomes, and we know what it's going to do. And I have another scripture I want to read. This is Omni chapter 1, verse 25. Um, and this refers back to, and I have it kind of written down there, um, or something you should reference. Uh, now therefore was great. Now there was great rejoicing among the people of Zarahemla, and also Zarahemla did rejoice exceedingly, because the Lord had sent the people of Mosiah with the plates of brass, which contained the record of the Jews. Behold, it came to pass that Mosiah discovered that the people of Zarahemla came out from Jerusalem at the time that Zedekiah, king of Judah, was carried away captive into Babylon. 
And they journeyed in the wilderness and were brought by the hand of the Lord across the great waters into the land where Mosiah discovered them. And they had dwelt there from that time forth. And at the time that Mosiah discovered them, they had become exceeding numerous. Nevertheless, they had had many wars and serious contentions and had fallen by the sword from time to time. And their language had become corrupted and they had brought no records with them. And they denied the being of their creator and Mosiah nor the people of Mosiah could understand them. Now this shows uh, a different people left about the same time and they didn't have the records like Nephi had. And this is the consequence and it shows the importance and, and, and what would happen if they had not brought them. So I like referencing that story along with this. And lastly, um, in, in the Book of Mormon, chapter 4, it goes along with the same story. Verses 98 through uh, 98 and 99, maybe 100, but I'm going I'm to start with verse 98. Book of Mormon, chapter 4, verse 98. This is on page 713. And now, behold, we have written this record according to our knowledge and the characters which are called among us the Reformed Egyptian, being handed down and altered by us according to our manner of speech. And if our plates had been sufficiently large, we should have written in the Hebrew. But the Hebrew hath been altered by us also. And if we could have written in Hebrew, behold, ye would have had no imperfection in our record. But the Lord knoweth the things which we have written, and also that none other people knoweth our language. And because that none other people knoweth our language, therefore he hath prepared means for the interpretation thereof. I include this because it shows... I mean, Mormon was the one, the last one to write it. Well, Moroni compiled it too, but one of the last writers. And he's he's referring to Reformed Egyptian and Hebrew. So it, it lasted. The the writings of, of Nephi, when he, the first, you know, in the first part of the Book of Mormon, first chapter of the Book of Mormon, saying, I'm writing in this language and this language, and and I've been taught them. And he taught it, and, and it... it it pervaded all the way through uh, to page 700, you know. It's in the Book of Mormon. It's how it was written, and it was after the same pattern that Nephi had, and it's about Reformed Egyptian and Hebrew so that those languages persisted. And that's all I have for Chapter 1. I hope you guys appreciate the uh, the st- the podcast. I'm doing this as a favor to somebody, and I'm kind of hoping it, kinda, it may build into something else. I've got... The Book of Mormon audio that I'd like to share, and and here I can do a commentary and sort of a, a Book of Mormon study for everybody to out there who's interested. Um, I hope this uh, hope this is beneficial and and a blessing to you, and I hope I can share some of the the thoughts I have and studies. M- mostly, it's just highlighted stuff in my Book of Mormon. So, if you have uh, uh, comments or things that you think should be highlighted and that you think that I missed by all means share them and I'll, I'll get my highlighters out and I'll add your comments too and we'll we'll study together and we'll share share what should be shared um, there's not a lot of resources out there on Book of Mormon study and not a lot of uh, uh, podcasts or, or uh, things to, to listen to in your car it's always it's always the Bible so hopefully this Book of Mormon one will be of of service. And with that, we'll we'll close with uh, um, this is a song by Luke Wiley, and uh, will probably be the theme music of this podcast. So.
Bye.